So welcome, Renee, to the call. Thank you. Great to be here. Honored to be here. Happy to be here. Excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> what is your tragedy to triumph story? That in 2021, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I'll never forget when, when I got the diagnosis, I got it over a video call because it was kind of in a, we were kind of in a COVID world. Don't get me started. I remember the first appointment with the team, my oncologist, the breast surgeon, the plastic surgeon, everybody's in there, you know, and they're giving me what they thought at that time, a plan of action, which had to change later after more tests. But my best friend drove with me and we're sitting in there. She's far more upset all than this than I am. We found out I could wear these things called cold caps, which I did, which I only lost about 40% of my hair. It's finally growing out underneath. And so I was able to keep a large portion of my hair and I didn't have to go bald, but the cold caps in itself was, is not easy. And I won't go into that whole story, but just say that's not an easy process as well. But anyway, I remember we were leaving and we're in the car and we're very quiet. And I hear, I hear again is I'm not crying. And I said, Well, maybe I'll lose weight and hopefully I won't lose all my hair. And my best friend busted out laughing. She said, I have been waiting how long for you to talk about losing weight or your hair. You just got diagnosed with cancer and you could care less. All you're thinking about is your hair and losing weight. Okay, <laughs> I was a cancer person that gained weight. I didn't lose weight. I did manage to hold on to most of my hair. But my triumph and tragedy is I always felt I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I did not have cancer. And I knew that the chemo was a process. I knew it was going to be horrific. And it was. And it was awful. And did I cry sometimes? I wish I didn't have to go through this. I never asked why am I going through this? Never asked that. I prayed Lord to get me through this because I knew once the chemo, this is all going to be done and I was going to be fine. So my triumph over tragedy, even though that whole process was horrific and it took a whole year away for, I couldn't, I didn't work in 2020 and I didn't work in 2021 and praise the Lord I had a savings from eight seasons. My show got canceled. I got COVID and then I got cancer. And praise the Lord, I'd had a savings that got me through that time from previously. So the Lord knew I needed this to get through that. So the day I go in to find, and by the way, I didn't need, I got a double mastectomy. I didn't, they said, you don't need that. You just need a little lumpectomy. And I said, no, this is not coming back. My pastor's wife had had breast cancer. I knew so many people. They said, cut them off. I cut them off. I had brand new girls in a flat stomach because they took my belly fat and put it in my boobs. So I tell people I got new boobs and a flat stomach, you know, so <laughs> it was all good. It's all good. Good. It's a yeah. win situation to me. A lot of people would have looked at that as a tragedy. Now, granted, I didn't have stage four either. So I didn't have a, there are a lot of people that have gone through worse, but because I did what I did, I got to avoid radiation. So the day they tell me I'm essentially cancer free, I'm like, mm-hmm. And my, and my other friend who happened to be with me that day is doing the hallelujah chorus, praise the Lord. And you know, I'd already been doing, I thought when I got home, but I was like, yeah, I know. And they said, aren't you excited? And I said, well, yes, but I already knew I was going to be cancer free. Mm -hmm. I never had any doubt I was going to be cancer free. Mm -hmm. 
Now, if she had said to me, we didn't take care of it all. We need to do some other stuff. It's spread. I'll go, okay, well, let's, what, let's, we'll, we'll, we'll tech it. That may have hit me a little differently, but my confidence level that I was going to be just fine was always there. So I guess that's my triumph over tragedy. And then I got asked to be on this talk show to talk about it. I got asked to speak to this event about it. So now it's not a ministry per se for me, but it is a triumph to tragedy story that I use in public speaking, that I use when I meet people, when they ask, and I talk to someone else who has breast cancer, oh, let them, I, you know, someone to commiserate with, you know. What was so ironic about this whole thing, the character that I played on Tyler Perry's The Have and Have Nots, Catherine Cryer, the entire first season, she went through breast cancer and she had a mastectomy. She went through this whole thing, her whole first season. I had no idea that nine years later, I would be going through it. And I go back and watch that season. I went, oh, no, you didn't play that sick enough. <laughs> you didn't do that right. You, you were much sicker than that. You know, it was like, yeah. oh, you were much sicker than that. You know? <laughs> I critique myself. I critique myself a little bit going, yeah, that's fine. But no, that, mm, we didn't play that right. So, <laughs> But, you know, you must be, you must talk a lot to people that like a lot of women that are going through this, Absolutely. right? I mean, does your story, you know, encourage them? I hope so. Um, I, I do have had a number, and I mean, I could count on both hands, how many friends have called me to say, even strangers that had just met me somewhere and go, I have a friend going through breast cancer. Can you send information about these cold caps that you wore? Can you send information about, I wore, I, I literally researched, I found shirts to wear during chemo. I, and my, a little lady who kind of helps me clean my house, she's gotten diagnosed now. So I'm giving her stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, I have recommended and sent clothing links and people who have having a mastectomy, there's certain things they need to do to take care. And I've sent them all this stuff. So in a way, I feel like I'm a little bit of a a guidebook to your guide to going through breast cancer. These are the things you need to have. <laughs> and I was determined to not be in a situation that I wasn't prepared. And I went on Etsy and if somebody was selling something, I was buying it. I mean, I, I bought the pillow to drive in. I brought the pad to get you know, for the driving. I, I bought a, a thing to lay in bed with because you have to be on your back for three. I mean, if it was something that was going to help my journey, I bought it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm here to tell you, I have a whole bag of it and I'm ready to gift it, loan it or whatever to anybody who needs it. Through this, and you go out and you speak about this, do you find that people, there's women or people that come to Jesus because they know of your faith that he brought you through? My church has a life group. We would call them, other churches might call them Bible studies. But we do these life groups. They're like little Bible studies that help during different uh, sermon series. And they're small groups, basically. In the middle of my chemo treatment, I got very sick and I was in the hospital twice. I had a perfect storm hit me. 
And after, it, was about, it was after my third round and I still had three or four more to go. And my best friend put her foot down because she doesn't live here. She was having to come down. She came down every three weeks to take me to chemo to do my cold caps. And she said, you're not going through this by yourself because I was living at home by myself. So I, I've learned to ask for help. It's very hard for people to do that in general and equally as hard for me. And I reached out to my live group and I said, can a couple of the ladies stay with me for a couple of days? And the head of my life group put a schedule together. And for a week after every chemo treatment, I had somebody with me around the clock for about three to four to five days. When I had my surgery, I had these ladies and the, 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 the head lady picked me up from the hospital. She stayed with me a solid 14 days, 24 hours around the clock draining my tubes, changing all my bandages, doing all that, making sure I took my medicine. And then she had a schedule. So for three and a half weeks, I had people in my home cooking for me, bringing me stuff. I couldn't leave the bed, do anything, helping me if I needed to go to the restroom, taking me to a doctor's appointment, whatever needed to be done. When that was all said and done, I wrote a letter to my pastor. And it got passed around to the head of the live group thing. There was a big banquet and he read it. And a lot of people walked up to me. And if anything, it led people to get involved in live groups. So I want to say that maybe my story impacted people to have a better walking or relationship with the Lord. Whether someone came to Christ through it, I can't answer that. I don't know that. But having a better relationship, yes. And I want to ask you, what scripture helped you through that time? My mother died of metastatic malignant melanoma, someone who never got in the sun, never smoked, never did anything, dies of melanoma. I don't understand how that happened. But anyway, one of my castmates, a dear friend, Crystal Fox, who is very famous, um, my mother loved Crystal Fox. She used to be on Heat of the Night and everything. So when my mom was going through treatment, and she didn't have, she went to chemo, but she didn't lose her hair or anything. Um, Crystal gifted her this beautiful Afghan that was nothing but Bible verses. This beautiful uh, throw that had Bible verses and I am blessed and work with all these. And my mother treasured that. And she would take it with her to chemo and she would use it every night in bed. Well, the every, that's what went with me during my entire chemo treatment. I was covered in this blanket of the Lord. I told people it was my blanket of the Lord and it had Bible verses. It had everything on it. And I, I have a picture. I look like a mummy. I have a picture of me laying there because we had to wear a mask. I have a mask on. I have crazy sunglasses with a crown because I'm a crown fanatic. My cold cap, this big blessing thing. And I look like somebody in this sauna thing, but I've got my covered in Bible verses. So there was many verses that, that helped me through that. One of my dear girlfriends, who's been a best friend of mine for a long time. When we first got together, she was a diehard agnostic, very openly, but I still had my faith, never pushed anything. We had a lot of conversations. Now she's happily married with two kids, goes to church, really, you know, loves the Lord. And we were in the car together 
about two weeks ago and I was having a day. We all have them. Billy Graham had them. Charles Stanley had them. We all got days, you know, and I'm in my kvetching mode and I'm not overly kvetching. I'm not overly venting. I'm just saying something. And she said, Brene, you always do this. And the Lord always takes care of you. She goes, I don't know anybody in my whole life that always gets taken care of by the Lord, but you. She said, because you see him, you believe it. And it happens. I don't know anybody else that happens to nobody, but you. And I went, wow, we've been friends forever, almost. I mean, easily 30 years, 20, 30 years. And the same thing happened to uh, uh, one of my longest best friends who sadly died in, in, the, in early 2000s of ovarian cancer. Same thing. In school, she wasn't as involved with the Lord, but at the end, she was heavily involved. And I think, did the Lord use me as an instrument to get to them? I don't know that. I don't want to take credit for the Lord's work. You know, only the Holy Spirit does that. Fast forward to two nights ago. I have my acting class and there's a guy I've been in class with for a while and he's six and he goes, and he's before class started, he goes, you're a Christian, right? And I went, and trust me, if you come to my class, it's about as liberal as you can get, you know, and, and liberal as in language, thought, <laughs> everything, you know, nothing saying bad about the class, but you wouldn't, you know, and, um, I said, yeah. And I said, how did and he goes, I don't know. Maybe you told me, I don't know. Maybe I just knew. And he said, I just knew. And he said, so am I. And we started talking through the whole class. He's quoting scripture. He's saying, I said something. He goes, yeah, no weapon. He totally quoted that verse to me. And, and we're sitting in class and he's saying all this stuff. And I'm like, and I remember thinking at that moment, okay, thank you, Lord. In the midst of my kvetching, in the midst of my troubling season, in the midst of whatever's going on in my life, I have not covered your light. I have not squashed your light. I have not let anyone or anything steal my joy because my joy comes from the Lord. Happiness comes from a time. Joy comes from, we can be the most unhappy person on the planet and still have joy. Am I happy in certain circumstances? No, but I always have my joy. And that's what goes through. And I, I wanted to mention that, that it just so happened in the last two weeks, two different things showed up that let me know that, okay. Holy Spirit is alive and well in me. And Jesus has got his arms around me and God is on his throne. You know, it's all of those. I have a plant in my backyard that's called, I call it the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. It's like this little bush. It's got these three little things that stick out. And one was drooping the other day. And I went, oh no, my Holy Spirit is drooping. We got a plant <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just my thing. And, and my handyman is a lovely Christian. He's a good friend. I had him and he always laughs when he comes over and I go, oh, 
make sure we t- I don't want anything to fall on the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And he, he laughs. I'm like, that's my plant. That's my little thing. <laughs> Where can people find out more about you? Uh, Instagram, Renee Lawless. Facebook, Renee Lawless. And Twitter, Ms. Renee Lawless. I'm not as active on Twitter as I used to be in the beginning, but that's for people. And then they can always go to ReneeLawless.com. It's been such a joy talking to you today. Thank so- you. Thank you. Oh my gosh, you, you're you're like a ball of fire. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm loving talking about you. It's such a pleasure talking to you I'm too. So glad you you're showed. So glad you showed. <laughs> <laughs> Starting to sound like the nanny. Anyway, <laughs> the- <laughs> president of our union. Thank you very much. Oh, there you go. President of Screen Actors Guild right now. So I yeah. did not know that. I did not know that. Well. Well, anyway, well, so what would you like to leave my audience with today? We have to realize no is a good answer. Whether we say it or the Lord says it, it's always, it's not a bad answer. And never give up hope. If we give up hope, we're doomed, especially in this world today that we're living in. And I also want to say something I learned from Priscilla Schreier, that when I pray, And when we pray and when you pray and whatever you're going through, we pray for specifics. We say, hey, I need this, 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 and this. But if this isn't possible, do something better. She said that. I've taken it. I gave her her little, you know, footnote credit, but I'm I'm taking that on as well. So I just want to say that stay strong. It's hard. I'm going, I I know, I know, I, I, People look at celebrities, people look at actors like we've got it all going. We don't, we're messed up. And what you see on TV, you know, it's all an illusion. Don't believe everything you see. And a lot of those people have the same struggles as you do. They really do. Um, and so I just want to leave you with, this is not our home. We have to think about as long as you walk in the Lord and stay fast in the Lord and stay with him at all times through thick and thin, it's going to be okay. You may ask, how can I serve God where I am? Well, the first step is to pray and to ask God to reveal how you can serve him. So John fifteen five, Jesus tells us, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus is telling us that, you know, he's going to be with us and lead us to new opportunities to serve him. Why not take today and ask him in prayer? Do you listen to the call of God? Because God speaks to you every day. Are you listening to the call? Oh